0: Hey, D.C. fans, uh, it's Gary from Burton's <laughs> Comics. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: I just want to let you know that uh, Burton's Comics is open and ready to serve you in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, down 725 Barton Street East. Um, coming for some deals on the weekend.
2: Thanks. And to you, the CW... Int- my name is Felicisco Dibble Remoke. No, it's not. It's the Mize. And I was a regular Joe till I got hit with Radioactive Podcasting. Now, with the help of a two-time, two-time commentator of the year, I he- I now help bring the world conversation about DC animated features instead of keeping count of penises that drip out of shorts on the bus. We are the fantastic furball, the Mize, what up? And uh, to my side here, my hetero life mate, call it out. Let him know who you are, buddy
0: it is your of course two-time two-time courage pro wrestling commentator of the year i am the green lantern of the green weed how you do i am clowny J. how you doing mys almost forgot my own name am...
2: sometimes i do the same thing man i am one of those guys who often have to look to their health card just to make sure i'm still who i say i am but uh, i'm doing pretty well um you know things are uh pretty nifty you know it kind of rained out so that was a highlight of the day but i managed to get out pick up some uh new books along the way and read a couple familiar ones too so it's been a it's been a busy body you know how about you what's your day been looking like
0: uh well you know anyone that knows us know the father-in-law out here in havelock owns his own honey company so you know when i'm not kicking back watching my uh videos and playing games what we do is we go around with him and we help him with the deliveries and the pickups because those honey tubs are fucking heavy
2: so Absolutely. That,
0: that's been helping fill our days basically in between everything. Uh, anyone that follows Sick Little Ones Twitter at, at Sick Space Hair and whatever the fuck she's got her Instagram under knows that she got a great little package in the mail today. Uh, she got a dress delivered today, but it's not just the dress. It's like a little red riding hood thing. So it's got a hood and it's a summer dress all in one but it's uh, like
2: that moon,
0: oh? moon and Stars galaxy pattern all over it to go with her, uh, her space hair gimmick, you know?
2: Not too shabby, you know? Nothing like some class from the cosmos. So it's uh, it's bound to be a good fit. I'm glad she's enjoying it a lot. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, already wore it out today. You know, she gave it a little wash, wore it out. Breathes really well in the summertime, so she's quite happy with it.
2: Well, that's especially good. You know, the sun's bound to be pretty harsh this time around, but, uh, you know, as long as you're catching the shade, then all is good.
0: Man, how has this heat wave been hitting uh, Hamilton and Dundas?
2: Because Central City has the flash.
0: <laughs> good point. Uh, however, how has the uh, overall bearing of the heat been for you guys out there? Uh, here, it's already hit degrees of 36 and 37.
2: Yikes. Uh, we just actually started seeing like 30 to 33 out here and uh, it's not that it, it's not that it's like you know a real scorcher it's it's hot you know it's not as hot as the night johnny V got married but it's there it's it's up there
0: and uh speaking of hot weeks uh what did you pick up this week for your pull list
2: oh man uh i was actually uh, just going through at the indigo store i managed to nab myself uh The New Justice League run volume four, I believe it's called The Sixth Dimension. And I also picked up the hardcover of uh, Deceased. Um, You know, I didn't want to just hunt down the individual issues or wait for individual issues to become available. And I just dealt with the uh, matter of convenience, you know, pick that up. I cannot wait for this exciting read. It's so far from what I've seen and read into it. It's been a beautiful start and a beautiful story. Uh, Very Marvel Zombies-like when that first came out. It's that kind of feel.
0: Also, when it comes to Deceased, uh, I was going to ask you this off-air, but fuck it, we're on the air and rolling. If you've seen any kind of spoilers for for what happens with uh, Black Canary in the preview art? Yes, I have. (laughs) I have. I've seen it. I've read it. Okay, so you know what Black Canary means to the little one. You know what a Green Lantern means to me.
2: Uh, the two just came together so well. I did not think that things were going to go in that specific direction, but uh, Dinah has been a fantastic influence, role model, and overall bearer of assistance to the matter of justice in the DC universe. So, uh, congrats to her on receiving such an elegant title. Just unfortunately, in the worst of circumstances, by that stand, or at least that universe's standard.
0: Okay, now here's what I'm beating around the bush on. What I want you to do is if you can get down to like a toys R us or something where they'd still have them, they got that classic Black Canary Dinah Drake Funko.
2: If I can see if I can find one kicking around, yeah, yeah definitely. You, It'll give me something to hunt for when I'm yeah, out.
0: If you can hunt one of those down, hunt down the proper vinyl paints for it as well. Paint that up as a bla as a green lantern for, like her green lantern look. And I'll PayPal you the cash to ship it out to me.
2: Oh, that would be a that'd be a pretty nifty idea, so long as, um, well, uh, I suppose if I could just do it over, yeah, a regular Black Canary one, then awesome. Well, the one that you're referring to at the very yeah, we, least, like a regular we style. We have one that regular
0: Black Canary already. We have her in regular form.
2: Right, yeah. Like the one you were referring to specifically that you want me to look for yeah. to turn it into the paint job yeah. there. Um, yeah, that would probably be a lot easier than making one from scratch. Yeah, exactly. I'll see. I'll see what I can pull okay, together. Okay,
0: dope. Uh, do, 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 let's get us back on track here instead of me trying to get my uh, my shop on, as it were.
2: Right. And then, well, we're getting our nerd on, and that's what it's all about.
0: Exactly. Right? Uh, speaking of Funko's Devastator update, he's still not here yet. Uh, I don't expect him to come with the quickness. I ordered them from a seller in Australia that I've ordered a few off of before. Um, my Constantine and, my oh. Constantine and Zatanna both came from this same seller. Oh, my. Yeah, so, you know, if you got a good deal on a Funko, you know, I'll buy from anywhere in the world for it. But it's just kind of funny that uh, John Constantine and Zatanna Zatara both came from the same seller.
2: Well, they sure didn't get up at the same table, I'll tell you that
0: (laughs) And and of course, we will be talking more about those two characters in the future when their time comes Uh, But today is all about the Justice League War
2: Oh yeah, the beginning pinnacle aspect uh, that began the New 52 universe with a bang, mind you, in the form of violence, um, righteous duty, and overall image towards the Justice League, which is what they try and maintain and had a lot of trouble with. So this really expresses nicely on that factor at the beginning. And then progressing through with their actions, people start to see and appreciate the heroes that they are, which is very important to them.
0: Now before we get into it, uh, you know the first the first note I have on my papers because I made a lot of complaints about it last week was they have new animation on the faces of people like Superman. They don't look as bad. So we have new animation, which equals yay for me. Uh, but on that note, I actually had a separate idea. Yeah, before we get into the review, I of course want to pitch you one of those fan ideas that we love throwing back and forth. So what do you got? So we've already established two new universes. We got the pre fifty two, as well as we've got the new fifty two for animation style. Right. Uh, DC is also known for its other animated universes. You got the uh, the Diniverse, which of course is Superman the Animated Series, Batman the Animated Series, Justice League Unlimited batman beyond that whole universe all ties in together uh then there's the separate then there's the separate animated universe where we had films like under the red hood uh green lantern emerald knights uh the wonder woman film as well as we have the 1966 animated universe with two of my favorite films (laughs) of course you know the Return of the Cape Crusaders and, you know, the t- Batman Two-Face. I fucking love those two films because I'm obsessed with Batman 66.
2: These are facts and uh, they're old and end golden uh, antics uh, really speak to us in a cartoony fashion as they were introduced. And uh, we were lucky enough to have these projects completed and presented to us uh, before the uh, unfortunate passing of Adam West, who immortalized batman for most uh, especially jay included uh so these animated features are not only hilarious but they're memorable they're quite close to home uh for any batman fan
0: right and the point I'm getting at with uh, bringing up all these different animated universes is why have they never done an animated version of a crisis film like a crisis in the animated verse
2: any kind of crisis so what uh, if you had uh, if you had to be responsible for uh, for like being put in charge of like a, a project or animating the project for um, a crisis event which crisis would you want to make
0: you know you probably could just pull from Infinite Earths uh, it's the most fan friendly and fan accessible one uh, as well as you don't have to worry Absolutely. about things like identity crisis where you have a raping of Sue Dibney
2: that would obviously be changed for, um, you know, audience based reasons as well as just overall moral, like moral compass uh, what in this
0: damage. Is, is one of these films doesn't Batman fuck Barbara Gordon? Yes.
2: Yeah. So I don't think they would change yeah. it. <laughs> Holy crap, poor Sue.
0: Yeah, and anyone that's kept up with uh, The Flash on TV knows how much fun the character of Sue Dibney has been on that show.
2: Yeah, she's been very adventurous. Uh, I've come to really enjoy the presence that she gives off, And she looks
0: like... They, they may not have her acting comic accurate at all because all she would be then is just a goddamn secretary taking notes for people. But her aesthetic her visual look is so close to Sue Dibney. It looks like she's come off the panel.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if if anything, you could even have Sue Dibney be like the victim in like uh, the Flash series or anything like that. Just to play on it, not stretch it out too much, and not even bother making mention of the horrific events that took place. Uh, uh, no! Even uh,
0: Dude, they have a female, like the, they have Dr. Light on the show right now with her and when they had a scene with dr light and sue dibney in it i was just cringe you know
2: <laughs> it was all kinds of messed up like a uh, dr light during like the identity crisis era um even prior to that he was probably one of the biggest names in a uh, comic history uh, it's synonymous with going against the teen titans the justice league of america the justice league in general really and um He's been just one of those cheesy gimmick kind of villains until the more modern time, and they really pushed this character hard.
0: Uh, what did you think of his portrayal was, on Titans?
2: It it was a very it was a very different look, very urban, and I I enjoyed it.
0: Well, they, they you know that's all that matters at the end of the day is the enjoyment. Uh they announced today the new poster came out for Doom Patrol season two. Uh I fucking love the first season myself. Brendan Fraser's Robot yeah. Man was fucking phenomenal casting. Uh the casting of Rita Farr was great. Uh, The entire show overall, Doom Patrol is like one of those sleeper fantastic shows. I'm so glad it got season two. And apparently they're going to be introducing the Chief's daughter in season two.
2: Wow. To think for once in his life, that man was not in a chair. Ha!
0: you know uh, what some people you know a lot of people already do know but what some people don't was doom patrol was actually the uh an inspiration for the x-men comics if you take a look at them
2: yeah they're um definitely misfits all of their own uh unique uh, construct uh in the fa- in the different fashion of like explaining um origin based on disaster rather than uh you know different it has you know a similar look but a totally different like build up
0: oh yeah like aesthetically though and and then you're led by a guy in a wheelchair as well
2: that part like would pretty much give it away (laughs) I will not I cannot argue that whatsoever like what what are you trying to hide at this point
0: (laughs) just shave his fucking head already
2: Yeah, like, come on now.
0: All right, folks. So, of course, if you like this kind of banter and like our back and forth, subscribe to the podcast. We're on Anchor, of course, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Pocketbook. Most places where you can find your podcast, you can pick us up. Search for DC Animated Review. That'll bring up our asses. We are the feature creatures like share subscribe let the folks know exactly what the fuck is going on and the conversations they're missing out on
2: because we're here to tell you we're here to give you those good reviews on those good animated features The mainstream like continuity line that they have going on the continuous story arc that they've been entertaining us with and even some of the side stories like we made mention of earlier on we'll hopefully get to those side projects in a little while but for now we're focusing on the again the the pinnacle of the new 52 universe this is the uh review for the animated feature justice league war
0: and so let's jump into it my friend it starts off pretty fucking hot right away
2: yeah uh, the, the book did the same thing as well um as far as just like a still image feature but then when you animate it uh, of course there's going to be those uh, different differently like, aesthetic uh differences but it's still the same capture and i really enjoy that
0: now do we want to give overall feelings on what we thought about it now or wait to do that as a wrap-up at the end
2: You know, we can do that as a wrap-up at the end, you know? Really get, um, we're already in it, let's uh, go all the way, and then, uh, yeah, we'll discuss the after part.
0: Perfect. So, uh, really, the story kicks off with a couple little crotch goblins on the bus playing with an iPad.
2: Absolutely. And uh, they're pretty much uh, news reports of um, a figure was shaped to be like a bat roaming around Gotham, just swiping people out of nowhere for some bizarre reason. And people seem to think that it's the urban legend of Batman.
0: Uh, and of course this is scaring the shit out of the littler uh, little bastard there uh, he's about to piss his pants as the brother keeps rewinding the footage of this feature swiping someone away at the ATM
2: the kid that just kind of looks away and he's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna pee in your corn flakes, man that's just uncool oh yeah someone's mouth is getting pissed in while he sleeps in that night oh my god it's even worse Jesus Christ <laughs>
0: so we 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 get going and we realize that uh, you know uh, this beast is being pursued already by one Hal Jordan
2: he is as we know him the Green Lantern of sector 2814 and uh, chasing this figure about you know Trying to do what he does best—protect the universe, save the world—that kind of thing. He owns in on the creature, and of course, uh, to our surprise, surprise, the creature is not in fact the Batman. It is in fact an apocalyptic parademon.
0: Now, I will say, of the seven Green Lanterns of Earth, uh, I won't count uh, Jade for this con- for this grouping, uh, but I'll throw her in for yeah for the eight. For the eight Green Lanterns of Sexter 2814, Hell Jordan is by far my least favorite.
2: He yeah, is it even. That, that's oh, a controversial
0: opinion for a lot of Green Lantern fans. However, I think he's underwritten, he's overplayed, and there are far too many. He wasn't even supposed to be. The chosen Green Lantern. The ring was supposed to go to Guy Gardner or Jon Stewart. However, it only had enough energy to make it to its other choice of Hal Jordan.
2: So the ring was lazy.
0: The ring was dying and needed a recharge and went to the closest person it could. Shauna is shaking her head right now at my nerdum.
2: I can probably guarantee you if one Joe Carpenter didn't bend over to pick up that quarter, he would probably be the Green Lantern right now.
1: <laughs>
2: the ring's not going to double back. No sharp turns for this motherfucker. It's just straight ahead. Whatever dude you just hit flying around, you know? Like, Yeah, if you do a deep dive, the ring only had
0: enough charge to make it to its other choice of Hal Jordan. And that's why he was the one that got the ring.
2: Yeah, who's to say Abin Sir's final words were... Oh, Jesus, fuck a white guy.
0: <laughs> like, this universe needs another white cop out there.
2: <laughs> TV has him, it's the comics turn.
0: <gasps> oh, But yeah, we do see him, you know, he's slinging the ring, and this does remind us that the Green Lanterns never got their own film in this animated universe. Uh, their exact power set was made for animation, and the fact that we didn't get anything, not a Sinestro Corps war, nothing, is a highway robbery, in my opinion.
2: Uh, I do agree with you on that much, um, primarily because the Sinestro War was a key component pre and uh, post-52 for just the build-up of the overall color spectrum of uh, Lanterns.
0: It also would show you why this character is so important down the line. Uh, Spoilers for Apocalypse War. Apocalypse takes out all of Oa, and we're left wondering why we should give a shit, because the Green Lanterns have never been given a spotlight.
2: Yeah, it, it's just, oh, uh, they just needed a high profile name, you know, like just bringing Hulk Hogan to Monday Night Raw for no reason,
0: <laughs> except for to spread racism. So uh, the Green Lantern green saves a pedestrian uh, and, you know, uses the old elevator trick, the layer on the building. Her first reaction, I have to completely agree with, she looks at him and goes, How am I getting down from here? Elevator chick has a point.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, um, they didn't exactly show us that there was a kind of door on the roof or anything like that or anybody for her to reach out to. He just kind of dropped her off, you know, wanted to make sure that she was okay. And because of her attitude, she got yeeted.
0: You know, it took me until about. It took me until a month and a half ago for my 11 year old nephew to explain to me what
2: the fuck that word is. (laughs) I think it sounds hilarious. I hear, I hear all of the local use of like saying it either on the on the bus homeward bound or just you know out and about dilly dallying graffitiing. See, I wear headphones. I the the <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, but yeah, no, she has this attitude to her, um, saying you know what's the catch and whatnot, not even bothering to you know thank her lucky stars she's alive, just a question the guy who saved her life with superpowers motives.
0: So then we find out exactly what he's hunting, and that was indeed a parademon, which we saw in the post credit scene for Flashpoint Paradox. They've now reared their ugly heads and are flying around Earth. Yes, Queen. Absolutely. Are, are you just speaking in memes now? I do my best. I'm going to change your name to the meme next week. We'll see what
2: happens. (laughs) I watched three minutes of YouTube memes. I'm invincible.
0: Uh, So then we get introduced to our new Batman. And the first thing we realize is, even though it was at the end of Flashpoint Paradox, it no longer is Kevin Conroy. We have a new voice actor playing the role of Bruce Wayne in Batman.
2: Absolutely. Uh, And he, from there, has done a fantastic job in portraying the Dark Knight, both as Bruce Wayne and, of course, Batman.
0: Uh, Not only that, but the writing also kicks off and shows how intelligent Batman is right away, uh, even taking to the sewers so they're not noticed and stealing Hal Jordan's ring.
2: Uh, absolutely. Um, Batman, of course, uh, intervening to question the Parademon, who then, of course, continues to fight and run, fight and run. And that's what led them into the sewers. So at that point, searching for the Parademon, you know, Hal is asking about Batman, trying to figure out who and what he is and everything like that. And he just comes up with a stupid question that he thinks would get him to spell, you know, the answer he's hoping for. Then lo and behold, Hal is just completely baffled that a random dude would dress up like an air mammal and punch people in the face.
0: Oh yeah, the notes I have here are Hal's a space cop, but Batman don't give a fuck.
2: No, because he's all just like, well, you're right. I guess I don't have superpowers, but I got this cool new jewelry from your finger. What's it do? Uh,
0: And then Hal totally dates the entire story. Both the movie and the comic both make this reference, and it really dates when it comes out. As Hal Jordan makes a reference that Batman has to get home to drink his true blood.
2: Which was a pretty hot reference back at that time. because True blood was fairly popular as well.
0: Yeah, but it, the only, my only issue with it is how it dates the film entirely. Without that one reference, this movie <laughs> could take place at any point in time. It's the only thing that dates it like this.
2: <laughs> Motherfuckers, old. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, and Bruce uh, then uh, continues on to tell Hal that he's not a vampire and. Oh, he just smirks again about being a regular guy.
0: Yeah, he does make mention of the Kryptonian alien in Metropolis, showing that Batman has already started doing his research on other people. Of course, this being the kickoff to a new universe, we are left to assume a lot of things as these films go. And you will see as we come across certain people in the future that we're just expected to know these things about them. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah um that is a especially a good reason as to why we should have had a green lantern flick so that way we could actually be introduced to the prospect like the like the prospect as to why hal jordan was chosen like uh what drove him to utilize his willpower as so such just pretty much like a new or like beginning origin style story for him even a little bit going into like a Sinestro war would be enough for us just so we get that little bit of build and hype uh, for when he makes his justice league appearance, just like every of the other heroes that we've seen so far.
0: Yeah. As well as other green lanterns that pop up just randomly in the future, but that is a future clowny and my problem. Let's stay on track with this. Uh, So the next thing you know, Mm -hmm. uh, we are introduced to uh, one Barry
2: Allen. Barry is uh, on the phone with uh, Silas Stone. I'm calling and asking about the mysterious technology he happened to get his hands on as they're researching it. Silas gets a notification for uh, an event involving his son. It's his son, Victor's uh, football game, the one that's going to determine whether or not they go to nationals. Uh, And upon winning the game, Victor looks to the crowds and sees that there's no dad there. Instead, it's inhabited by Billy Batson, a a very very crafty young man who happened to have pulled um, the admission guy into thinking that a couple of old people had his ticket for him, and he ran in, took a reserved seat, and watched the entire game. And... Nobody bothered to think to look in that specific aisle, just the whole game without knowing he's there.
0: Yeah, that shows you uh, a couple of things off the bat. Uh, First off, I like the foreshadowing overall of the football team's name being the Titans.
2: Oh, yeah, that is actually a very good point. I hadn't stopped to consider it for a second. Um, I was just focused on the whole, you know, uh, Victor introduction. I never stopped to think about that reference there. Cyborg being uh, one of the founding members of the Teen Titans, also um, a hard-hitting player in uh, previous Titan roles as well, before coming into the Justice League at that. Um, and featured with heroes from The Outsiders, the Justice League of America, and he's just overall a great addition to have, especially into a mainstream superhero lineup like the Justice League itself.
0: And it also shows you the difference in personalities between one Shazam, who we'll see later, and Billy Batson himself, who's still just a young child who, you know, uh, we're led to believe he's come from a little bit of a rough life and he's used to sneaking around to get his way, how he lies to get in here, and then uh, later on, I'll bring it up again, but he does steal from Victor in the locker room.
2: Absolutely. Um, He he took that jersey from him, uh, which was uh, pretty pretty swift and sneaky of him. Uh, Before we continue on with uh, bringing up Shazam more, I just want to remind those in case uh, to anybody who hasn't read the book yet, um, it's not actually uh, Billy Batson in that place, Uh, instead, in the New 52 comic book arc, uh, it is in fact Aquaman introduced to the team first, before Shazam is is introduced later on in the series.
0: That's right. Uh, Now, what do you think of the change in lineup for, you know, the storytelling purposes of this universe?
2: At the time when Justice League War came out, I was a little disappointed because I didn't get to see the infamous panel come to life of the uh, giant, like megalodon coming out of the water and swallowing like half of an army of parademons into the water, um, with like this majestic, um, just posture from uh, Arthur commanding the shark to come up and do that. Like he was just a badass the entire story arc, and during that frame, that time frame when he came out everyone stopped thinking of him as the dude who talked to fish and the dude who commanded 70% of the fucking planet, which is just the most manly thing for Arthur Curry ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, when I look at it today though, I see it as a, A beneficial aspect because Arthur being uh, the powerful figure he is on his own got the chance to express that in his own individual film again you know it's a shame about the Green Lantern thing but the whole Arthur story the inclusion of the Atlanteans and his uh, then membership into the Justice League was very monumental so I really enjoyed the fact that they turned that into like an individual arc for him specifically
0: now when we get to the throne of Atlantis in two weeks. Uh, I'm going to throw down a challenge here, uh, not just for myself to be accountable, but if you want to join me on this adventure as well, I'm going to watch both Throne of Atlantis as well as the Aquaman solo film. And I'll take some notes on both because there are a lot of similarities in the story of those two films.
2: Uh, Yes, there is. um, Some of the events uh, take place from... Um, The actual Throne of Atlantis story arc itself. Uh, I think that was the third volume of the Justice League arc um, when it started the New 52 lineup there. They did the whole Throne of Atlantis thing after Aquaman was first introduced.
0: That's right. So we will get uh, to that film in two weeks' time. Uh, of course, with next week being the son of Batman. But let's get back to this film. Our next introduction is we are now introduced to one Diana Prince as well as Steve Trevor.
2: Uh, absolutely, uh, Diana is there to slowly meet the president, and uh, I imagine tend to some sort of diplomatic issues that uh, we're probably mentioned in the comic. I apologize. I can't quite remember at this point in time, but um, yeah, uh, she goes on to do that and, oh, well, she gets bored. Well, before and she, uh, before during she the... Gets period, bored,
0: the protesters, I want to bring them up. Uh, first off, Oh, the, yeah. the first guy right. actually has a great point about the kind of damage that these heroes are causing throughout the nation. Uh, you have to imagine insurance in a place like, can you imagine renter's insurance in Gotham?
2: Renter's, assur- renter's insurance is probably, you know, stupid, stupid cheap. You know, it's Gotham.
0: Uh, you would not be getting payouts on anything. It wouldn't even be worth it to have the insurance. But uh, what about a place like Metropolis, where it's supposed to be so pristine, however, they seem to still get alien attacks at least once every six months?
2: Absolutely. But that is, um, well, kind of more of a tourist attraction because Earth doesn't know what, you know, losing with Superman on their side is like.
0: But then the second protester uh, starts slut-shaming Super uh, Wonder Woman for what she wears.
2: Yeah, like, throwing on just, like, a random insult there really gave it away that it was more of a personal grudge that, you know, he just has to pay more tax dollars without you know, thinking about the consequence and the details and everything else. He's just upset that he pays more money a year now.
0: So after we get introduced to her, we cut back to, uh, you know, Billy Batson and still Victor Stone. Uh, convenient that Billy was able to find the locker room as Victor was alone in there. But Victor gives him a nice little lesson and it's almost a metaphor for later on in the film as he teaches Billy, it's not just one man's job to finish things. People have to learn to depend on each other.
2: Uh, absolutely. If I didn't already see the foreshadowing coming, I would have totally yelled out brazers and uh, just laughed hilariously about the issue, because it just sounds a little off, um, you know. But then uh, you come to see things in the future, it, you know it's a superhero movie slash comic at stuff like that story writes itself you
0: know after uh billy commits theft and leaves with victor's jersey uh we cut back over to batman and green lantern have now made their way over to metropolis and are looking for superman
2: yeah they're looking not even to confront him but well Green Lantern was at that point. He thought he would have to kick his ass for some reason instead of just seeing him as a hero that people have been viewing him as. Or in some cases, other people, you know, like the Wonder Woman incident, not really agreeing with the aspect of uh, Meta is just roaming around and then John Q. Taxpayer having to pick up the slack after.
0: Uh, The one cool thing I want to point out is during this fight scene, we do get into a construction ground, which, of course, is owned by LexCorp Construction.
2: You you see, people really wonder why Lex is mad at Superman. Like, look at what he did in his backyard. He was just trying to build a jungle gym, and he just knocked down his jungle gym. And Lex is very sad now. He has no monkey bars.
0: Now, they do do a cool thing here. You know, uh, all all three heroes, uh, of course, as is normal when three superheroes meet for the first time. They has fight.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, And it's a.
0: Yeah, the coolest moment. It's a bit of a The coolest moment I want to point out to me was, of course, when GL wrapped Superman in the green chains and they recreated that old Superman cover.
2: Yeah, and he uh, even called out to it, uh, which was just kind of a hilarious and relatable impact. It was uh, pretty funny how he so easily just snapped out of him as well and, uh, well, finished off Green Lantern from there. His uh, fight with Batman, though, that was uh, that was one to behold for certain. Um, the whole, so what can you do? Uh, really put the whole um, thought premise onto Batman. like, And it got you thinking, too, like, well, Bat- he can do this. He's got this skill. He knows how to escape from this situation. And you're recalling and imagining all these different situations that you remember watching or reading about. And it, all it is is just pleasant memories uh, brought back up like a taste of nostalgia in a modernized animated feature, which I thought was just entertaining with all hell.
0: And then, of course, it ends with just a what the fuck? How does he already know moment as uh, Batman utters the line, you bruise, but you don't kill. Isn't that right, Clark?
2: Uh, yeah because uh, as uh, a green lantern and batman come to the conclusion that you know he he'd kill them but he's not going to so all he had to do was just you know utter his own little Shazam and the whole situation got put under control and green lantern's just like you know that side looney tune character is just like huh eh? what, what are we doing what's going on and uh, just adds a little bit more uh, light to the dim situation that they have going on there um And uh, from there, they regroup and uh, begin to discuss the matter of uh, the Motherbox technology. And Superman bringing up the fact that Alien is relative. Alien, of course, is relative because it speaks, you know, outside Earth and to them. Just outside Earth in general is Alien. So you're not really narrowing it down by much.
0: Not only that, but uh, we see that Batman hasn't quite learned everything yet. Superman scans him first and says, uh, there we go, Bruce Wayne. Calls him out on his identity.
2: He probably assumed that with his power and capability, he would have means to find out, uh, even if it wasn't by X-ray vision. But now, seeing it up close in person, Batman's like, well, shit, he has X-ray vision.
0: Yeah, so we all know Batman's next upgrade will, of course, come with those lead linings.
2: (sighs) That's going to be a hell of a sweat fest.
0: Uh, That's Batman, he's used to it. But then we cut over back to the uh, the daddy troubles between Victor and his dad almost going to war with each other verbally.
2: Uh, they're having a note because uh, Victor came to him with uh, proud and fantastic news that because of his great efforts at the football game, uh, Victor's team managed to win and they were headed to nationals, which is a big deal to Victor. Scholars looking to pick him up. That's a big deal to Victor. But for some reason... Um, In lieu of his success, Silas simply just couldn't show the support that his son sought after, Um, some form of approval that he was looking for from his dad showing, hey, look what I did. And he's like, yeah, well, in comparison – We're going to make this a contest here. Uh, What I'm doing just makes what you do look like shit. And that just shattered Victor's world at that point in time. And he had to hear it for himself and he had to ask it for himself as to whether or not Silas would ever make an appearance in any of his games. And Silas was just like, (laughs) no. (laughs) And he just pretty much snubbed him. I mean, by any means, in any circumstance, I mean, that would hurt, especially to uh, a young man like Victor who's worked so hard to achieve what he has uh, doing what he loves. And uh, that really uh, set a whole milestone off there because Silas then proceeds to ignore Victor as mentioned. And it's, it just throws him off the handle, you know, something snapped in there. So he rips a mother box out of the, Uh, I'm guessing like a gravitational field that is holding and from there simultaneously around uh, the world around these various cities that these mother boxes are planted they start ringing faster and faster until uh, finally uh, whether they're thrown held wherever they are, they expand with a fiery boom and open up uh, various portals there. And of course, uh, back with uh, Batman, Superman and Green Lantern, um, while doing that, Hal just wanted to bust the damn thing open and Batman reminding him how silly that would be because of uh, them not knowing about its operation or anything like that. And hearing it start to do that on its own and uh, they having to move it away so they don't get caught in any fire explosion. Victor, not so lucky.
0: Yeah, he really was dumb grabbing onto a ringing motherbot. Obviously he could tell that this alien technology was doing something. Uh he's in university. He should be smarter than that.
2: Absolutely. So him turning into he would have had to keep up his old. own damn fault. Uh yeah, that was very silly on his part. I gather I gather that he's emotional uh, again, you know, bringing up the whole factor of what his father just did to his mentality is just awful but you know you still gotta think that you're still in a building where they're experimenting with foreign metals and alien objects and you just with your bare hands out of the blue just start grabbing at shit what is the matter with you?
0: Uh, and of course we get a nice little uh, a cameo because we don't really see the character in the future again Tio Morrow was one of the scientists on the project
2: uh, huge quite huge.
0: Uh, It would have been cool to see the league take on Amazo at one point. However, we never got that.
2: Uh, no, um, we did, however, get various uh, appearances and likenesses of Amazo from previous, like animated features and episodic series, things like Young Justice, um, of course, uh, the Justice League series, as well as um, what was there, one of the Batman ones, Under the Red Hood, where we got that brief fight scene with Amazo. Neil Patrick Harris played Nightwing. It's a fantastic movie. Um, but coming back to everything though, it would be a great ways to see like a Professor Ivo appearance and more Tio Moro in like a fifty-two animated feature. You know, they're great inventors. They're some of the most powerful scientific minds in the DC universe. Um, I really enjoyed seeing him there in Star Labs working with Silas Stone. It was a really nice compilation of smart minds.
0: Uh, of course, he also got a couple of shout-outs in the CW universe. Uh, Deathstroke's boat on Lian Yu, or not Deathstroke's, but the the boat with the Mirakuru, uh, was called the Amazo. Yep. As well as an Amazo robot made an appearance in one of the crossovers.
2: Oh, of course. So there, you know, there's a lot more Amazo for, than we like,
0: for sure. And then we start seeing the uh, the first version of Cyborg, where he just looks like a giant metal tank.
2: Yeah, that was uh that was kind of a fun sight.
0: Uh of course, you know, the cybernetics and the robotics are starting to be integrated into his brain, which again leads me to believe they missed another opportunity by not doing a uh a film with the Earth 3 characters in which uh Cyborg could have been overtaken by Grid.
2: Uh, it would make absolute sense given the inclusion of apocalypse and technology as well as a uh, variant an uh, alien and foreign metals. They could be from the multiverse, they could be from the dark multiverse, they could be from Thanagar, they could be from anywhere DC has a different name for a metal. And that could be what a grid is compiled of or created of uh, in the movie. The crime syndicate had a powerful influence in the pre 52 universe. And uh, even up to this point in time, uh, when they were introduced in the Forever Evil arc, uh, they were fantastic. They were monumental. Uh, I would have also appreciated an updated animated feature or at least cameo appearance by these characters.
0: Yeah, we did get to see the characters in the Justice League Crisis on Two Earths film, where one of the Baldwin brothers played Owlman.
2: All Man, uh was voiced by James Woods. Okay, uh, one of the Baldwins was someone in that film. Uh, I think uh, he I'm might gonna... have been uh, either either Superman or Ultraman. I'm pretty sure. Okay, but yeah, uh, I, I could, I could I be wrong. wrong. I don't those uh,
0: characters, uh, there's actually a bit of controversy with those characters. We'll put a pause on the review. I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, I've seen online that Superwoman in that film is credited yeah. as either or that universe is Diana Prince or because she's leading over general Zod, uncle Dudley and kid Shazam. That is supposed to be Mary Marvel.
2: You know, I would still uh, lean on the whole Diana side there. It has a, it just has a, simpler factor rate, you know, just um, recalling for immediate members of Justice League opposites. Um, Your doppelgangers of course you want to keep uh, as close to home, but, you know, still different.
0: Yeah, I, that's my belief as well. I just wanted to run that fan theory by you because I thought it was pretty cool.
2: It It is cool because you never know which of these uh, twists and turns are actually going to become a reality. As uh, the DC, uh, the DC writers, uh, they definitely pay attention to this kind of stuff. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't get, you know, meme references or comic book based references in these feature films, whether animated or otherwise. So it's uh, always good to keep up with the the nostalgic or even um, the fictional off canon or on canon series.
0: But you know, using Mary Marvel is a great segue to get back into the film, because we cut back to Billy Batson arriving at his foster home, and he's greeted by Freddie and Darla.
2: That is uh, two out of uh, the five children, I believe. Um, I think that's including Billy, so I think five in total.
0: I want to say, no, there's six kids.
2: There's six okay,
0: yeah, one for each letter of
2: Shazam. Oh, you know what? I never got that reference. Pardon me. Uh, you know, I, I put my uh, I put my uh, nerd card up on the line on that one. I never stopped to think about that reference, um, primarily because I'm used to only focusing on either uh, one or the other of like uh, Billy or Freddie or Mary in regards to being individual uh, Shazam powered users.
0: Yeah, there's actually a nice little Easter egg at the end of the film that kind of addresses that. Before we get to, you know, the the psychic caterpillar, Mr. Mind, which I thought was a great introduction for him. Uh, they're all sitting on the thrones and they look to the empty one, which, of course, as we know as comic fans, belongs to the owner of Black Adam. But it's the exclamation mark in Shazam for the seventh throne. Oh, Although just thought Hmm. I'd throw some nerd out on there for you. That's a
1: good way to look at it.
0: I actually really enjoyed the Shazam live action film. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And seeing literally the corner store that the wife and I used to go to daily in that film was a double added bonus.
2: Absolutely. And uh, if any of you guys uh, out there know Hamilton, Ontario, then you'll know the area it's Barton, Sanford. And uh, I just happened to recognize just the sheer view of it. I used to walk down uh, that street like, you know, all the time going to and from pl- friends places, uh, making my way to like Center Mall, like on foot or whatever, if I'm walking with somebody. But again, that was in my youth. Today, if I climb up the stairs, I need an ambulance immediately.
0: <laughs> It is the one reason I'm glad we don't have our old apartment on Main Street. Is those two flights of stairs straight up?
2: Jesus Christ! I will, I will lift. I will throw it into space. Damn it! Never again.
0: <laughs> but back to the uh, the household. Billy's a fucking dick to his stepbrother and stepsister here, or Her foster brother Absolutely.
2: and sister. Absolutely, and uh, as we may have seen in um, you know previous interpretations it's not even anything personal billy just doesn't want to get attached only to be tossed around from different home to home kind of thing but uh, yeah even still he was a total douche canoe um when uh, his siblings were there worried about him and uh, just overall happy to see him um they're trying to be nice to him communicate with him and everything like that and they explained to him and At one point after, you know, him being a smart ass that, hey, dude, we're worried about you because there are apparently like dried up pea faced monsters that are just kidnapping people and shit. We just wanted to make sure you were saving. He's like, you don't have to worry about me like at all.
0: Uh, And speaking of those dried up pea faced monsters, one shows up towards their backyard, which prompts Billy to run out there and uh, join the fight.
2: He's quite angry that his uh, favorite Superman shirt got dirty, so uh, he decided to pick up a bat in the backyard, say his magic word, and just kablammoed a, a parademon right in the face with a Louisville Slugger.
0: Uh, of course, that's also revealing to both Freddy and Darla who he really is, and something that never gets paid off in the future.
2: Absolutely. One thing that got to me about it, though, was that uh, they did not seem as surprised as children their age would. No! They, did, they didn't have a sharp expression of shock whatsoever. Like, did they know? Is that why? Are they still worried that even though he has these powers, he's, you know, under threat of what could possibly be a greater power than his own? Or are they just, you know, it's just an animated concept uh, of the image, uh, I'm really tossed between that. And I'd really like to know, like, what's the situation on their expressions here?
0: Uh, but, of course, you never need to worry about that again, because in the rest of the how many films, we never see the bats in household again.
2: Nope. Kids probably got uh, blamed for, you know, wrecking the yard. They got shipped off to private schools and that's it. They were just retconned.
0: So then, of course, we do see the giant battle is beginning, and little teams are starting to
2: form. Uh yeah. Um, the one uh, dynamically was the Superman and Wonder Woman uh, random team up when uh, the president was being evacuated from the White House. Um, Wonder Woman had uh, Wonder Woman had decided to start fighting these parademons out in front of the White House and uh, all the way towards the President, who again was being evacuated away from the crisis at hand. Um, At that point, uh, the plane started to go down, and they felt an uplift, and uh, lo and behold, it's the man of steel himself, and Diana is just, um, pardon the pun, but marveled by his appearance.
0: Uh, We can say, I wrote it down in my notes, uh, Diana's already wet for him. (laughs)
2: Oh my god, I actually wrote down she wanna fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, super uh, Superman just, gives her that look, and Wonder Woman's ready to take that super dick.
2: Vitamin C is in the super D. Uh, th- then we start seeing people
0: start meeting up. Uh, the Flash meets up with Green Lantern in the battlefield, and we realize out of nowhere, hey, Green Lantern and Flash already know each other's real identities.
2: So, calling back to the Flashpoint Paradox uh, review, there, um, we made the mention of uh, Flash and Batman not mentioning that they know each other from a prior period. So, I guess their memories just plays. They got retconned into not meeting each other after the whole point, which is weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh, either lays of writing or just convenience.
2: I mean, they could do the whole Batman thing if they wanted. where they're like, no, they do actually know each other from before. They just don't say anything about it.
0: Uh, And then, of course, you know, uh, Barry thinks Wonder Woman is just, you know, a hot piece of ass as he tries to call dibs on her.
2: I believe that was Hal, yeah.
0: Yeah, Hal tries to call dibs
2: after after she was you know just slicing through parademons like nothing like they had to throw hard like constructs soup um, all kinds of bat gadgets and just overall man of steel like power at them and all of a sudden she just comes trolloping in she's like oh <laughs> fresh meat <laughs> slice slice here chop chop there parademons cut in half and they all just had a ball I guess like they're still killing living creatures but they're heroes and they're having a ball
0: which I guess means in this animated universe Carol Ferris has never existed if he's trying to call dibs on
2: Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah well, see, that is another reason why we do in fact need some kind of semblance of a Green Lantern um, standalone film there. You can even do it up as a Carol taking on the mantle of the star Sapphire after being heartbroken by Al. And she goes off into the universe and even if we don't see her again, okay, that's fine, we know what happened to her. It's a nice callback, yeah. and that's it. We're happy.
0: Yeah, have her discover Zamaron in the post-credit scene or something. Absolutely.
2: Uh from
0: there in the battle, though, we are introduced to our big bad. We saw him earlier in the film as a tease, but he has entered the battlefield. We got some dark side who just lays the fucking smack down on our early incarnation of the league.
2: Absolutely. And uh, the first walloping goes, of course, to the first incarnation of, the, fu- of uh, the future 52 Green Lantern, who wholeheartedly rushes in there, you know, thinking that he's got this, thinking that he's just some stone faced looking dude. And he just gets walloped out of the blue, and then he gets like fuck punted by a handful of parademons, which was just icing on the cake at that point. I'd be shitting my pants for sure.
0: And then, uh, you know, as things go, we do start seeing the callbacks of the budding friendship from Billy and Victor. as Now, Shazam and Cyborg have a little buddy cop thing going on that, again, after this film, that friendship is just kind of tossed out the window.
2: Absolutely. And Victor, again, put his, uh, you know, image uh, to the test uh, not even intentionally um, when he's questioning how Shazam knows who he is. And he didn't even know at the time that it was Billy Batson whatsoever. But the fact that some dude with these fantastical godlike powers knows who he is, Solely based on his football ability is just another reason why Victor should be proud of himself no matter what and why it meant so much to him that, you know, his father would have proven to be proud of his skill as well. You know, anyone who's anyone and everyone who's everyone has seen Victor's victory stone play and uh, he's just that good and they start to get along. Victor gets like a little down noted, but, you know, Billy and Vic, they just pick each other up. And again, uh, it's a great buddy cop uh, kind of scenario.
0: Uh, from there, you know, Batman comes up with a plan to get himself captured after Green Lantern's arm is broken to try infiltrate as the parademons have taken Superman away. So Batman comes up with a plan and doesn't tell anyone what his plan is, really. He just tells Green Lantern, I'm going to get our big gun and takes off. Uh, Green Lan- Yeah, go ahead.
2: Uh, he, it was um, heavily implied at the very least what his plan was when he began it. Um, GL was going to start flying after the Parademons to get Superman back, but uh, Batman knows that you know Howl still has that deep down power, that great amount of concentration and willpower that makes him the iconic Green Lantern that he is. So he figures that he still needs a bigger gun ready and available to fight the biggest gun they have so batman a guy who already takes out big guns on the regular 100 percent of the time will tend to go out there and do what he does best it's nothing new to him so of course it's going to be a lot easier for the one guy who can't stand up to the you know demigod surreal alien life form as well as Hal could so leaving him behind to do that was for the best and that's why batman strategized to quickly do that change a wardrobe as he did to go get superman uh how rallied everybody together rather well actually um, and then he just started mumbling on like he was booster gold like it was a very booster gold pep talk uh, and uh it, however it did get everybody on the same page and just this catchphrase just kind of threw me off i chuckled out of the, the whole we got this, this is hilarious um, but no, the strategy of Batman going after Superman was a lot smarter of the way, and it was uh, it was visually able to see that they understood that factor finally. And Green Lantern even found himself at a point where he thought he was Batman just by how he sounded, uh, how he was going on about you know putting everybody in a cohesive unit.
0: Now, before we continue, Mize, with your permission, I'd like to take a quick commercial break to hear from our friends over at Sunset Script.
2: Fantastic. Let's hear them. Do you like horror, sci fi, superheroes, comics,
0: and adventure? SunsetCrypt.com has you covered with reviews and articles, to associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with crypt keepers Curtis Sturock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. And we are back from our quick commercial break. Thank you to Kyle Davenport over at Sunset. Crypt now, uh, we're back into action here. Uh, the team is the forming Justice League, not the, the not quite Justice League is having their asses really handed to them. The they've,
1: Super Seven,
0: not quite yet. There, the, the <laughs> team, you know, they, they, they've got a plan, they've got a strategy, they're gonna go for Darkseid's eyes. However, Shazam still being the foolish child he is, tries to go off script and everyone gets their asses handed to them. Wonder Woman says quite a cool line, uh, you know, for us as the audience and for his reaction, when she looks at him and goes, you are a warrior, not a child. And he just kind of shrug, puts his shoulders down, looks to the ground, yes, ma'am.
2: <laughs> Which was a uh, very, very relatable and quite hilarious And uh, it even calls back to, like, when I was mentioning that Green Lantern uh, said that, you know, he was pretty much becoming Batman. Uh, that is what led to that point where he tells Wonder Woman to go and fetch Mr. Leroy Jenkins over there and uh, pull him out before, you know, he gets us all killed. And uh, he then, you know, proceeds out of the whole Batman bit. So after giving him a good slug in the face and a stern message, uh, everyone starts getting back into the fight. And, of course, it's different um, quite a bit. From the fight that uh, any of the comic readers are used to um again primarily because aquaman's not there uh so of course they had to introduce new features for that um there are still some uh relative and um familiar moments from the comics and the fight scenes i'm not going to go listen to them all up i can only imagine that a uh, you people out there had to have uh, read the book already as well as seen the movie so you'll be able to spot the differences and the similarities uh, for the fights which are. Just a lot of fun going in.
0: Now, the one thing I thought both the book and the comic missed out an opportunity doing was we know that this invasion is not just happening where our central plot is. It's a worldwide invasion. I think both missed an opportunity on not showing some of the different heroes that we'll meet and some that we won't down the line, perhaps around the world fighting these off absolutely we because uh, oh As we, yeah we learned the titans have already been established later on down the line oh of course so uh, let, let's see a shot of them fighting things off uh we meet different leaguers in the future let's show some of them fighting things off
2: It wouldn't be a bad idea to, you know, um, introduce the kids in that fashion, um, even though they do already have like a a fantastic uh, origin in that cinematic universe.
0: Oh, yeah, they they get a great one. But, uh, you know, as I'll say later on down the line, we look over a Justice League table and we see characters like Hawkman and you're led to believe who the fuck is Hawkman? Who the fuck cares? Let's keep moving.
2: Pretty much, uh, unless you've read Dark Knight, Dark Knight uh, Metal, uh, that arc, uh, you don't really know the importance of the Hawkman.
0: Exactly, and, and we see later on in this exact universe, Hawkman's supposed to be important in the last battle. However, we're never even given his fucking name, and this no one ever mentions his name
2: until that yeah. movie. Yeah. The man was an iconic feature in like the golden age of like the Justice Society and the Justice League. So why aren't we being given why aren't we being given the like the Sanagarian treatment that we need to have in the DC universe? We got to have that nth metal. Not that not just the heavy metal, not the new metal, not the new wave that tried to kill the metal, the nth metal.
0: Of course, we do see Cyborg is starting to upgrade and get to know his programming more as Batman just, without a hiccup in his plan, just infiltrates, looks at, okay, this control panel, here's the power button. And just frees up Superman without even breaking a sweat, uh, in which Superman does something that no one really talks about as he grabs the sod by the neck and kills him without even a second thought.
2: His body still needs time to be able to reject um, whatever apocalypse and influence is bestowed on him. Uh, So that isn't going to work right off the bat, given that the stuff is pretty much like a, a magical kind of machinery, and it is just overall demonic. Uh, So Superman, of course, uh, him and his whole uh, I hate magic uh, existence, that comes into effect pretty hard as well, Uh, especially since uh, those specific features of um, machine parts look exactly the same as what Victor's body was covered in earlier on when the uh, portal, the boom tube opened up and uh, his body became like dried up beef, beef jerky.
0: So from there, uh, you know, the teams start picking things up. Uh, the battle starts going. They do manage to start taking out Darkseid's eyes. Uh, a little, I think it may even have been unintentional nod, but we all know what crowbars mean in the DC universe, and the crowbar that they happen to use against Darkseid was red.
2: I noticed that exact thing. I made note of exactly that. I went back and watched it over and over again just to make sure that my mind wasn't playing tricks on me and shite. And it was just the fanciest callback ever.
0: Not even a callback because Jason Todd is never introduced in this universe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, we shoot back up to Apocalypse. The uh, mind control still taking advantage of Superman. We got ourselves a little BVS action. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the only BVS note I put down here was, remember the time my parents won passes for us to go see that movie before it came out in theaters?
2: I believe so.
0: We went with my uh, my uncle drove us up to Silver City. They had won four oh, passes.
2: That's right. That's right. What a noting that was. And
0: I think that's all that needs to be said about the live action film.
2: Uh, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to lie, though. I really enjoyed Ben Affleck as the Batman in that movie.
0: So did I. Well, he had the right look. He had the gravitas for it.
2: He had a, he had a everything but the direction it needed to go in.
0: And as anyone that's seen Mulraz knows, he's no stranger of entering a bat cave. Well, <laughs> he does like to drive his Batmobile into a very uncomfortable place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love I love
0: Yeah, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it's on there.
2: Oh, I just actually got that. I didn't know it was on there.
0: Oh yeah, man. They, they even have Jane, Silent Bob reboot on there. Have you seen that yet?
2: Uh, no, I have not.
0: Okay, when we're done recording tonight, I want you to sit like smoke a fat one and watch Jane, Silent Bob reboot.
2: Sounds like a good idea. I can do that. Oh, I
0: Yeah, text me your thoughts when you're done. There is one scene that, as someone that has known the journeys of the characters and the actors, try not tearing up at one scene in particular.
2: Oh, God dang it.
0: Now, uh, let's get through here. Uh, There was a t-shirt. There was actually a Superboy t-shirt that you could see hanging up in one scene which I made note of. Uh, The boost of power needed for Cyborg came from the Shazam Lightning Bolt, revealing himself to be Billy Batson of Victor Stone, which really completes their friendship arc throughout this film, which I thought was nice.
2: Yeah, I thought that inclusion was um, pretty boss as well. You know, it really put a cinch in on uh, their friendship. Their chemistry that was orchestrated uh, throughout the movie was fantastic from the starting point in the locker room up until the future interactions fighting with Darkseid. It was um, just straight gold cool for them.
0: Uh, right back to the callback of the hell of a catch line. <laughs> uh... You know, from there, you know, the heroes are victorious. Cyborg is able to use the mother box technology within himself to open the boom tubes and send everybody home.
2: And uh, leading up to the point, of course, of uh, Victor Stone finding out who Shazam actually is and not telling anybody, thankfully.
0: Uh, We then cut to uh, they're all being celebrated. They're at the White House. Uh, we get a couple of nice little nods and cameos That was we see Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, of course, reporting for the Daily Planet.
2: Of course, uh, the denizens of Metropolis who managed to actually survive the onslaught that Apocalypse had brought to begin with. Um, kudos to them for managing to, you know, scurry around enough to not be killed or kidnapped. Uh,
0: and now have to be able to start your life over because your entire in- apartment building is fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lex Corp will pay for it. Now, of course, uh, we get a nice little nod as well the president. Well, first off, I want to point out Batman's out during the daytime.
2: Yeah, that one got to me. That was very like Golden Age of him.
0: And speaking of Golden age, they do use that as an opportunity. As an Easter egg, as uh, you got to assume it's the president of the United States at the time giving the speech, where he calls this group of hero the super friends.
2: Yeah, I got, I got that. Um, I got that reference. I thought that was kind of funny.
0: Uh, then you know, the very last thing that we are we are specified in the timeline. They are listed as they insist they are not a team. So we got to remember that going forward into the next couple
2: of films. They are not a team. Unless the world has another crisis such as that.
0: Uh, you know, then we get some really nice credits. They're really stylized. And of course, did you remember to stay through for the bonus scene this time?
2: Oh, I did actually see that bonus scene. Yes. But I also want, I want to recall back to what they were officially calling themselves. Go uh, for it. That meme? Uh She's at Super 7.
0: Yeah, that, that, that is such the name that a child, Billy Batson, would come up with. And just right away, them shutting it down is great. Uh, to well, we me, it invokes, justice. It, it invokes names like the Secret Six from DC, which I think is great.
2: <laughs> it's just those six superheroes and they talk shit about Billy why does that guy always suck now like he has milk breath
0: Oh, Oh. then we get that bonus scene of course as we see a bunch of uh, dead sea life in the ocean a sub pops up and sir we are introduced to Orm the ocean master
2: who was given like a I'm guessing like a high pitch of uh, voice-style introduction, sort of like a Cobra Commander kind of sound. I think it was Steve Blum that did it. And uh, as, as you said, he arose out of the submarine holding the body of their father, the King of Atlantis at the time. And he's shouting out, blaming his death on the surface world that they would pay for their transgressions against the King.
0: But we will not be reviewing that as our next film. The next film on the docket is, uh, of course, The Son of Batman.
2: Which, in my opinion, introduces um, the greatest, if not one of uh, the, like, the top three greatest Robins out there in Damian Wayne. The uh, love child between Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul.
0: So what would your Robin ranking, uh, list go?
2: How would that go for us? Let's see in terms of like a favorite or efficiency. Either or just your personal preference list. All right. My personal preference list for, uh, Robins, Um, of course at the top there is Damian Wayne. Uh, the following Robin to go after that would probably have to be uh, Carrie Kelly. And then post her, I would uh, – throwing it out there, um, I would have to say Dick Grayson just to go with a classic, but it's a tie-up between himself and uh, Jason Todd. Uh, I was considering Tim Drake because he had such great con- – um, like just – overall uh impression influence and great accompaniment with connor kent in the teen titans and titans series um but dick is both nightwing and robin just really cinched it for me from any standalone titles that whether they were written by Kyle Higgins or in the Silver Age, um, just made him the outsider that they were hoping to make him as. And uh, just his image over the years has done nothing but greatness for him until the whole Agent Grayson thing. And that was just like, I don't want to see Dick Grayson, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to see this brooding like Dark Knight adult with uh, just a cynical optimism and uh, great athleticism. Yeah, I don't want to see him as an amnesiac either. No, um, Jason Todd has that just a youthful ambition uh, that just on instinct level of uh, mentality. Uh, So him acting out as Robin and then going against the green and then acting so aggressively got him what got him the situation that he's in. And uh, it just created for one of the best, if not most iconic, like story arcs in Batman history.
0: And what is your stance on the, uh, the Stephanie Brown iteration of Robin?
2: Spoiler alert. I'm not huge on her.
0: Really? Uh, Just overall, or just as her time as Robin?
2: Um, just overall. Uh, it's not that she wasn't a good Robin. She was written very well. She was designed well as also. Um, but she just didn't have the allure as the other Robins had. Um, Carrie being in my top three because um, the intensity of her situation, she's not just dealing with Gotham or with Bruce Wayne. She's dealing with Gotham with a senile Bruce Wayne. And it's not only not healthy, it's like pretty much fatal. She's lucky to have lived as long as she did.
0: And speaking of different universes and uh, iterations uh, did you catch the live action shows this week? And did you catch up on uh, Stargirl?
2: No, I can't find where to watch it. Because I'm in Canada, I can't use the damn CW app. Confounded technology restrictions. I'll tell you back to the day, I just had to press the button and the channel just showed up and I could see the TV guide.
0: All right, I'll send you some nefarious means in which to watch it.
2: Is this, where, is this where I do the dun-dun-dun thing?
0: Quite possibly. Go for it.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
0: Okay, well, I will let you know on uh, Stargirl, we got a couple of deep-cut references and name drops. Uh, both Hawkman and Girl were referenced, as well as Johnny Thunder.
2: Uh, fantastic, which uh, re- which uh, is a call back of uh, what we were discussing from the previous episode, uh, that the figure in question at the time wasn't yes. the original um, Johnny Thunder that he was referring to. He just wanted to double check and make sure that, um, you know, production and imaging and all that wasn't going to... Toss around ideas about image as opposed to just sticking to all of their original looks, and I thought that was really considerate of them to do for all the characters they included in that beginning photo. It was historical, it was nostalgic. Uh, I, ju- I enjoyed looking at. I enjoy looking at the photo on a regular basis. Honestly, it's a really great job, and,
0: and it's a good deep dive of some of the characters. Uh, episode three coming up is a as uh, a villain episode. Uh, it is called Icicle. Interesting. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, so we will get you caught up so we can talk about that. Are you caught up on, uh, what I think is honestly my favorite DC live action show? And We're that is Legends about- of Tomorrow.
2: Uh, no, I haven't been caught up with that for some time. I just actually um, started finding other uh, outlets to be able to stream those TV shows on. So I got quite a bit of catching up to do on a lot of them. The primary focus that I've been on was The Flash. Uh, and just as long as I kept up with that, I felt pretty much happy at that time. And I started discovering other means to watch these other DC shows and uh, that it's a total game changer, especially considering the crisis that happened before the series end.
0: Yeah, uh, for... Uh couple of seasons now legends has been by far my favorite of the live action shows uh because not only can they have a lot of fun but because of the nature of the show they can do a lot of uh just obscure references to different things which i always get a kick out of
2: it is actually fun to see them just go through actual uh, human history and be able to pull off the kind of stuff that they do um they saved star wars so yeah that's definitely some credible shit you know
0: you know when you have gorilla grodd attacking barack obama you know you've made a
2: show <laughs> oh man i did marvelous stuff absolutely marvelous stuff
0: awesome so is there anything else in the DC world that we have to talk about today
2: um well I've caught up on the last couple of Batman volumes uh, and the more recent one um, was uh, a portrayal of Bruce escaping a a dream sequence that he was trapped in by Bane and uh, his flashpoint father they have him all they have him set up in a dream sequence of his greatest fear they did is some kind of uh, altercation to Scarecrow Toxin. And uh, when he finally awakens from this machine, well, his father gets his hands on him and drags him out to, uh, like, uh, the I'm guessing the same pit that Bane came out of. And uh, he's dragging something else along with him and... Uh, be- Bruce completely foils that and we get an iconic, like just this iconic ass fight scene in the middle of nowhere between Bruce and Thomas Wayne. Nice. Holy crap. Whoever thought it, that whoever is thought it was just yeah. awesome. Like, it's a fantastic like read. It. Definitely should, man. But uh, aside from that, and just kick it back, watching them same D- DC animated features, it uh, turns out uh, I can play DC Universe Online on my Switch, and uh, it's not bad, you know? You get through the whole queue, and you're good to go. I should
0: pick that back up. I haven't played it in a while. The, the couple of times I try, I don't see anyone else on there. I wonder if it's because you know I no longer have the premium on there.
2: That may be the case. Um, apparently, uh, according to like some online rumors, that they're apparently dropping the price of it. I don't know if it's dropped right now. So I would double-check that just to make sure. Uh, Even if it's not, still grab a year's worth of it. Considering the time we're going through right now, it's never going to hurt to be able to go through each individual month getting a free game that you don't have to spend money on and being able to play online with other people with your favorite games of that, whether it's uh, wrestling, DC Universe Online, um, if you play fighting games like I do, or any other kind of like anime-style based games or anything like that. It's uh, a great network overall to work with. So, yeah, definitely get like, the PlayStation Plus back up and going.
0: Yeah, and I still have the... Uh, when I logged in, I still run my league, too. I still run the Earth 3 Heroes League. Huh. I, I don't know if it's got any members aside from myself. However, I still run it, so I've got the entire base to myself.
2: Hey, yeah, man. So all you, then?
0: Um... Aside from that, the only thing in comics I want to question, I haven't been able to find an answer on it yet.
2: Sure, what's that? What?
0: Tell me what you can about the gold lantern.
2: <sighs> well, I'm so glad you asked, Jay. I don't know a fucking thing about that at all.
0: Damn you, Sharktopus. <laughs>
2: uh, but Noah, uh, that definitely sounds intriguing. A gold lantern. It's a very Power Ranger-esque. I definitely want to look into that now.
0: Yeah, it's uh, apparently in the uh Legion of Superheroes book. In the future, they have a gold lantern.
2: Oh. Interesting. <clears throat> Holy crap. That means there'll be like a platinum yeah. one, there'll be like a silver one. We're gonna get a whole fucking ninja force, fucking green lanterns.
0: Well, we already have introduced to us the uh, the indigo core from the unseen spectrum.
2: Oh yeah, the violet core. Yeah, <laughs> what what is it they say knock or something like that, right?
0: No that that is the uh, that, that is the the purple lanterns that say knock.
2: So what's the indigo lantern?
0: But that? the actual. Yeah, sorry, I, that is the Indigo... This is the Ultraviolet Lantern that oh. has been
2: introduced. Ultraviolet. If being purple wasn't powerful enough, then being super purple is even better.
0: Yeah, they're from the unseen spectrum. Uh, John Stewart's had the ring already, Sinestro, of course, because what ring can't Sinestro get?
2: Oh, I'm fairly certain... Yeah, I'm fairly certain I read about this in the recent Justice League installments. So
0: check that out for us if you can and report back when you can.
2: Oh, yeah. I can definitely do that as far as that goes.
0: Perfect, sir. Is there anything else on your mind tonight?
2: Well, well. It seems I think that we covered pretty much all the basis for what we're looking to do. We uh, again, we just went over uh, Justice League War, uh, just over that movie, our thought process, and everything like that. Uh, Any minor differences that might have actually occurred. So primarily, it's just um, well, just the fact that it's not Aquaman; it's Shazam, and the scenes that had to be altered for action purposes in that namesake. Um. Since we uh, got all that covered in there, we uh, let everybody know that, again, that the next one we'll be doing is The Son of Batman, introduction of the best Robin ever. Um, seems to be pretty much it. Uh, any, anything from you? What are you reading today?
0: Uh, you know, th- because I'm in such a small town, we don't even have a bookstore that sells comics in this town. So what I'm reading is just what I've already owned for a while. I'm just
2: rereading my old stuff. Oh, snap, man. You need to order from, like, Indigo and shit.
0: Yeah, that is something I'm going to look into doing over the next little while, see if I can find some stuff, because, you know, of course I want to complete some collections as well as we go. So Uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I will have a what I'm reading section for us as well.
2: Oh, definitely. You know what? I'm going to start doing that with uh, the ones that I'm currently getting so far, just so people are uh, kept up on what I'm reading. It can spark conversation. Uh, You can find me to start that conversation, even at Mize1987 on Twitter, one man Mize on Instagram. I'll even throw pics of that up on there for you in case you happen to use that instead. And uh, where can everyone find you, Jay?
0: Of course you can find me the one and only at ClowneyJ on Twitter. Nowhere else. Uh, mostly because social media can be a very toxic place for a lot of different platforms. Uh, And my folks are on Facebook and I don't want them to see the shit that I post.
2: (laughs) Yeah, still that that mentality frame I get scared (laughs) too.
0: With that in mind, my friend, I want to invite the listeners to next time. Meet us again. Hang out. Have a drink. Smoke a bowl and we'll see you on the same pod time. Same pod channel.